they were they wanted to so bless you father we thank you lord for yet another opportunity to serve you the most high god and we love and honor you today now father i ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way, spiritually, physically, mentally. We want the fullness of God. So we submit to you in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk about fulfilling your purpose today because many people don't know what their purpose is. Amen. But you know, I believe God wants people to know their purpose because he wants people to know that they are not here by accident. Amen. You're not an accident. You were planned. Hallelujah. Amen. That's good news, isn't it? God put us all to fulfill a purpose here. Everybody has purpose. There's nobody here that's here without a purpose or here without anything. You know, but God gave us all uh, power and dominion and authority. He gave us all the same thing. His son died on that cross for all of us so that we may fulfill what, what God has destined for us to fulfill. You know, sometimes people are confused. I think we all were, especially when before we were born again. And then after we were born again, we were still confused about what God called us to do. Amen. Some people have been in the church 30 years and still don't know what they're called to do. And so I believe in this hour and in this this time, uh, God is just rebooting a lot of people, amen, reigniting. And he is purposing in the hearts of his people to work for him. And we really know that ultimately that's what we're called to do, amen, to be a witness, you know, and to be a sign and to be a light into the world that Jesus Christ does exist and he lives in the hearts of all men amen but sometimes finding where you're supposed to be is kind of hard even you know where you're supposed to be next week or the next project or what it is where do you go from here and so a lot of us are at that place i believe and or have been there or will get to that place where we need to question god about you know our destiny Amen. And so I, uh, I believe that God gave me a lot of information, so a lot of um, reading, but he did give me Psalm 139. Amen. We're going to start from the beginning and work our way through. So Psalm 139. Hallelujah. So God created us on purpose to fulfill a purpose. Amen. So you're on purpose for a purpose. So that's not easy to forget. I'm on purpose for a purpose. The Bible says that you're unique in every way, and you're an original, so you don't have to be a copycat. Amen? Because <laughs> God made you unique. Amen? Unique in every way. Everybody has their own DNA. Amen? And God knows. He called us by name. He doesn't get us confused with one another. Amen? So Psalm 131, verse 13 says, For you were formed, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, And I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows every well. 
knows very, very well. My frame was not hidden from, hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Amen. So we were skillfully made in secret. Amen. But it was not a surprise for God. It was a surprise to us. Amen. So in other words, God ordained your coming long before you got here. He knew exactly what you would look like. He knew exactly what you would think and, and, you know, your personality, all of these things. He already knew it. But he put us together in our mother's womb. And I wrote, like, you crochet a sweater, knit it together. <laughs> you know, that's just the vision that I got. And so he put us together, every loop, every knot. He design, He made the design. I don't know how he did it, but I'm just saying, it, when, it, when he finished with us, it, we looked just like we were supposed to look. So nobody looks wrong. Don't let the world, see, that's what listening to the world will tell you, because they'll tell you, they'll po point out every flaw, amen, because none of us are flawless, but the devil will point out every flaw and make you think that you're full of mistakes, but... I just read that the Bible, the Bible said that we are wonderfully and beautifully made. Amen. Hallelujah. For God formed our inward parts and covered us in our mother's womb. So in other words, it sounds like we were planned to look the way we do, act the way we do. Amen. Because he knit us together like a puzzle in your mother's womb and the end result was perfect and i'm just so thankful amen uh, <coughs> amen so we need to confess and praise what god has done for us because we're wonderfully and beautifully made and marvelous is his works so if his works are marvelous we look marvelous amen. we are marvelous <laughs> Because marvelous are his works. And we should never feel like we're uh, a failure. Because, see, if you think that about yourself, that goes back to what's your purpose, to your purpose, where you come from. Amen. You know, what am I doing here? Hallelujah. But I know anything that we have questions about, God will answer them. Amen. Hallelujah. On the inside of you, you have to know that you are wonderfully and beautifully made and that god loves you just the way you are amen hallelujah now we can improve our mindset we can improve how we act the things we do how we approach people all of those stuff that stuff can be corrected but when the when the the at the end of the day you have to know that there's nothing wrong with you if you don't know that, then the devil will be able to crash your life. He'll be able to tell you anything. And then these are the people who have um, weaknesses on the inside. You know, I believe that's why so many women, uh, I'm not saying all of them, but some women will uh, walk into this battered woman syndrome because they think that that's how they're supposed to be treated. Amen. But, you know, you're wonderfully and beautifully made. It's all about what you think about you. It's good to always reflect back 
on teachings like this so you can understand and know how much God put into you and how much he really loves you. Amen. So verse 15 says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet in unformed. And in your book, they all were written. And the days fashioned after me, wait a minute, the, the days fashioned for me, and when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts toward me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Amen. So God is thinking his thoughts are good toward us all the time. When he thinks of you, his thinking toward you is honorable. Amen. It's not, he's not thinking anything. See, in other words, it's like this. You may feel bad about you, but God doesn't feel that way. Amen. He, he has a high uh, praise and a high adoration for his people because he loves us so much. Amen. So God was involved with your creation. In fact, he did it all. Your parents just <laughs> suited a purpose. Hate to put it like that. But he was working a purpose in your life when you were conceived. He planted the seed inside of your, uh, your, your mother, just like he planted that seed inside of Mary. Think about when, when the angel visited Mary and said, you're going to conceive a son. And she says, how could this be? I know no man. Now, you're not an immaculate conception. Don't go that far. But God still impregnated your mother with you because you were planned. You are not a mistake. Amen. And this is why we don't go along with abortion because we know that every baby was planned. Amen. They were not mistakes. Every baby was planned. And so it really doesn't matter how they got there. But the thing is that God planned for their arrival. And he had everything to do with their creation. Amen. Whether it was good or bad, that's not the issue. But God loves us so much. You know, he, he says that we're wonderfully complexed. Amen. And we should celebrate what uh, what that we are different celebrate that we are different amen so in other words be celebrate your complexity can i say that in other words you're different we're all different celebrate it don't be discouraged because you're different from everybody else amen celebrate your complexity because you should celebrate it it's good to be different amen we can't all be alike we'd all look like robots amen <laughs> or separate wives whoever you want <laughs> amen so we are unique and our dna testifies to that uh let's see in our own way no two people are exactly alike now they say identical twins but they're still they're not they're not really alike you can if you stare long enough you'll see something different you know, about, and, and unique, something new and unique about each and every one of them. So we need to celebrate. In other words, God just wants us to celebrate who we are. Amen. So we must run after purpose. In other words, you have to run after your purpose to connect with who you are. 
And this is why most people don't know who they are is because they don't know their purpose. They don't know where. If you can just remember that God, we came from God, he created us. In other words, who, who am I? I came from the creator. Amen. I came, I connect with the creator. You have to connect with that. See, most of the time when we look in the mirror, we just see us. And sometimes we don't like what we see. Sometimes we do. But when we look past the mirror and look on the inside of who we really are, you ought to see Christ. You ought to connect with connect with the Creator. Y'all understand what I'm trying to say? Sometimes if I over if I over uh, explain, I'll come back and fix it. Amen. So we need to connect with our purpose. And if you don't connect with your purpose or connect with who you really are, connect with God and, and understand and know that He, you are a part of Him, then you won't have success in life. You know, a lot of people get downtro- downtrodden. You know, they feel like they are just not successful in life. Or they feel like they had a wrong, um, dealt a wrong hand. Now, all of these thoughts can run through your mind and cause you not to have success in your life. And so what I'm saying is you can't look at the obvious things on the outside. Amen? But you have to connect with God on the inside. Amen? In your heart and in your mindset. You have to connect with him and understand and know that you're wonderfully and beautifully made, that you are a part of him that his purpose or your purpose in your life is to have more of him because you're part of him amen and so that makes you a successful person anyway you know what i'm saying it's like how can you not be successful if you are part of the creation or the creator you're the creation but you're part of the creator because you're made in his image you're made in his likeness and he loves you he put the time in i mean he just you know he just formed each and every one he didn't say in the garden when he created adam and eve he didn't say and this goes for all the men and this goes for all the women you know we weren't made like that he created each and every person individually and so if we understand how creation works and understand the different facets of our creator, then you know what that does? That gets to, we start to understand ourselves better. Does that make sense? We understand ourselves better when we understand him. But there has to be some kind of connection between us and God before we can totally understand who we are. I hope I didn't mess that up. People don't know what their purpose is, so they don't have passion for anything. It's like anything else. If you don't know where you're going or what you're supposed to be doing, there is no passion. But when you connect to God and when you understand explicitly what he's doing in your life, doesn't that give you more passion to go? And so there has to be some connection between us and him so that we'll understand where we're going what we're doing where we come it starts with knowing who you are amen amen it starts with knowing who you are people don't know what their purpose is but it's like a battery 
a battery is filled with full a battery is filled with potential or there's it's full of potential I should say it like that but until it's connected with something then it's not it's ineffective amen it's ineffective or it's full of power but it's useless until it's connected properly to its purpose I keep it with that so batteries have its purpose but if it's in a drawer or in a case it's not doing any good but when it's taken out of that package put in a remote you know uh, negative positive put in the right way and then closed then you it has some effectiveness and so all we need to do is understand who we are where we come from and our purpose and this is why peep the devil tells us that um, we can't do anything you have no power you have no authority when God's clearly given it to us but it's because we don't connect with that part of God see the Bible says that he's given us all authority all power he gave Adam power in the garden and he gave him dominion to have authority over all of the animals the fish and the fowl in the air and he told him to go out and dominate and rule well God's given us that same commission but if you don't know it you understand what I'm saying and see but I think as time go on we start to connect with the garden because the garden was supposed to be how it was on earth and so the devil is so tricky he'll cause us to con- to connect with Adam as our identity are y'all here today and connect us to his fallen nature amen and we don't know how to move that off of us and say that we are connected to the creator and we have power dominion and authority and we don't have to connect or identify with Adam's sin anymore amen so when Jesus came and died for us because God knew we would need a, uh, a savior that uh, sinful nature of Adam was gone and so but see we still connect with that sometimes amen well we have to learn how to disconnect from Adam and his sinful nature and connect with Jesus and his uh, new nature amen there's a new nature a new because we're new creations so these three questions will help you find your purpose number one where did I come from in other words what's my origin number two who am I or either in other words what's my identity and number three where am I going oh or what's my destination so where did I come from who am I and where am I going you know so we know now number one what's our origin our origin is from God it always goes back to the creator your purpose is discovered in your creator so if you want to know what your origin is who who am I you're the you're like the creator amen so you're exactly like him you're wonderfully and beautifully and skillfully made so in other words you have to um, start to take on the personality of Jesus Christ everything that he he stood for we have to stand for we have to pick up his uh, personality everything in other words when you look in that mirror you have to see 
yourself when you gaze into the mirror and not see your flaws, but see him and his greatness. Amen. You know, when you think about who you are, you, you think about Jesus when he went around the Bible says doing good healing people see yourself doing that you know what i'm saying doing miracles signs and wonders now already i can tell that everybody don't totally agree with that but that's true that's really who we are amen that's who we are because if if it were not true then god wouldn't have called us to do the same thing and and even greater works amen and so we have to get used to not seeing us as who we are in the mirror, but seeing ourselves like Jesus doing the same thing he did, coming from the same origin that he came from, and having his power, his might, and his authority on the inside of us, and being able to dominate and do all the things that he did while he walked this earth as man. Amen? And so we have to understand our purpose, and part of that is receiving who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Discovering the creator, understanding that we're the creation. Amen. And Jesus answered this question all the time when you read the, the uh, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. He was always saying, I come to my father, or I, I come as, the, as I am. And I am that I am. Who does people say I am? And that's because he wanted to know if people connected with the creator, which he knew they didn't. But he did. Amen. And so he always asked people, and he would say, the Father and I are one. Well, the Father and you are one. You are one with him because he's the creator. Amen. And so this is why he talked like that. He talked like that because he did not separate himself from the creator. You know, he was wonderfully and skillfully made. He was born of a man and woman just like you and me. But he saw himself as I am. And he answered people in that vernacular. You know, and then he would ask him, well, who do you say I am? You know, because he knew that there was confusion there because of religion. It always is. You know, and then they would say, well, who do you think you are? Aren't you Joseph's son? And, you know, but you're a... Man, uh, what was your mother's name? We called it Rosalie's. You Rosalie's daughter, but you're you're great. You have greatness in you, like Jesus. I don't even know your mother's name. What's her real name? Diane. You know you're Diane's daughter, but you have greatness in you. Amen. I'm not getting caught up in all these names. Amen. But, you know, we know one another for your so-and-so's daughter. But you have greatness inside of you. Amen. That's what I'm trying to say. You have greatness inside of you because you, we have a connection with the Creator. See, people who don't know God, they don't have that connection. And that's why they don't know who they are. You know, people go around. You ever seen this show? And it happens all the time where people are, I never knew my father. And they go around trying to find out who their father is. And they feel so incomplete. And most of them use that as uh, an excuse for being, you know, what is that, a failure. Because they don't know who their parent is or people who are adopted. They go around and now it's so easy because of the Internet 
and they go around and they try to hire people or that now you can go on and find out yourself who you belong to because people are trying to find their identity now i'm not saying it's wrong to do that everybody wants to know their relatives so they don't make a mistake and marry somebody that look like them but what i'm saying is that does not define who you are amen your identity is in Christ Jesus. The Bible says it's hidden in Christ. Amen. And so when you connect with the Creator, you know who you are, that your identity is in Him. Amen. And so we, a lot of people use that as a, a, an excuse. Well, I don't have a job because I'm down on my luck. I didn't have a family. I mean, it's all this stuff. And those things, don't get me wrong, that plays a part in your, in your life. But you can't overcome because Jesus says that we're overcomers. Amen. And so we can um, just start um, a relationship with God. It doesn't cost you anything. And he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll let you know what family you're a part of, who you are. You know, nobody is. It's just a feeling. When people say, I'm alone and I'm lonely. That's a feel. That's your flesh. Amen. And so staying connected with um, the creator, you'll, uh, you'll keep and bear in mind that you're the creation. And you can't get far from him because you know that you have a purpose. You know that you were created for a reason, that you're not a mistake. See, these people who want to find their fathers, they're not mistakes. They feel like they're mistakes, but they are not mistakes. And so they have to understand um, how the world works and some things are just not uh, you know it's, it's not uh, I don't want to say it's not even but it, but life is fair yeah. because God dealt everybody their hand but you know God can help you and he can he can uh, go out and, and capture your feelings in your heart and instill in you power and, and love, you know, you, we got to get that stuff from God anyway. Because there's people who know their parents and still feel the same way people who weren't, was, were not raised by their parents. And so it all goes back to who you are knowing, who you are in him. You have to be in him. Amen. You have to believe that you are not a mistake. And some of these people who don't grow up with a father think that they're a mistake. They're not mistakes. Amen. Amen. Everybody's deal dealt a fair hand in the end. Amen. But you have to pursue. You have to pursue righteousness, pursue God, pursue all the things that God um, offers. There's a benefits for everybody that knows the Lord. And if you don't know him, you can know him very easily. Amen. It comes deep from on the inside of us. And so there's so many dysfunctional people. But I believe that God is a stand-in father. He's a, even to the, to the lost. Even to the lost. And when you get to know God, when you get born again, he is your father. Amen. We are sons. We become sons We're because we become adopted. And so God wants us to know that you are not a failure. Amen. Because you don't know your origin. You know your origin. And your origin is the, the creator. We come from the creator. Everything goes back to the creator. Amen. Jesus came through Mary and Joseph, but they knew he was God. You know, when he was a baby in, in, the, 
He went through the same motions. He did the same thing we did in the crib. He cried. He pooped. He did all of that stuff. But he didn't know he was God. He just knew he was Mary and Joseph's kid. Amen. And so, but they knew. They knew that he was great. But they didn't, it didn't make them any difference because they still treated him the same way. They knew at some point God was going to have a a destiny for him. And they were prepared for that. Amen. Let's go to Jeremiah. Let me see. I think it's one. And maybe I can explain it a little bit more. Amen. Jeremiah 1. Jesus came from the creator, not his parents, just like you and me. Hallelujah. And God loves us all the same. He loves all of us. Amen. And this is this is a Jeremiah 1 verse... Four, I think. Yeah, verse 4. And it, it talks about purpose. And if you listen, you'll, you'll probably pick up exactly what your purpose is. It says, when the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Because you were born, I sanctified you. Amen. Or set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Amen. So in other words, that was an assignment. That was an assignment. But he says, uh, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in my womb, I knew you. So in other words, there you can see that he was planned. This prophet was planned. It was part of the plan. And that means that he was not a mistake, just like you and I. He was not a mistake. He was planned. Amen. And then it says, in in verse 5 before i formed you in the womb i knew you so that means he was planned before you were born i sanctified you so he was set apart from the world amen he was he was called commissioned sent and anointed and see that doesn't that doesn't come easy i mean you know god has to call people now a lot of people want to put a certain calling on their own lives these, that's because these people don't know their purpose. When you don't, in other words, when you don't know your purpose, you'll make it up. And that's what they do. You've seen people, you know, everybody wants to be a prophet and give a false word. Amen. And then, or they're apostles, and they, they don't build not one church, and they don't have not one dime. Because money does not follow them. Well, that's because they don't know their true purpose. Amen. They don't know their purpose. And I believe God wants everybody, I know he wants everybody to know what their purpose is. But you have to go back to the creator. Amen. Go back to the creator. And he will tell you everything that you need to know. Amen. Before you were born, I sanctified you. And that means I set you apart. I ordained you a prophet to the nations, and that's one who is called as a spokesman to speak for God. Amen. And so God does not let us stay blind. He doesn't leave us in the dark. Amen. It's all in what you understand and and what you know. So there is no failure in us because we know our origin. Amen. Does everybody in here know your origin? who you are amen 
Hallelujah. So number two, that was number one. Number two, who am I or what's my identity? Many people have an identity crisis because they don't know who we are. I think we talked a little bit about that. And God put a little book on the inside of us. And everybody knows what that is. It's your DNA. You've got a little book. So in other words, you cannot be mistaken with anybody else. Amen. Your DNA is the essence of who you are. Amen. Your DNA tells the story. Hallelujah. And your DNA should say that you're wonderfully and beautifully made. Amen. It tell, DNA tells what your personality will be like, the color of your hair, your eyes, your skin, complexion, you know, if you will be a, a thinker, if you're going to be real smart. I mean, your DNA can tell a whole lot of things about you. Amen. It tells, uh, I don't know, uh, what society you may uh, take up with. It just tells everything about your preferences. That's what DNA is. It's the little book that God puts on the inside of us. Hallelujah. And so if God did that, he he was already prepared for our questions. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Your identity or who you are is discovered through purpose. So you have to hook up with purpose, and you can't do that without uh, connecting with the creator. Satan will attack your identity so that you don't know who you are. In other words, he doesn't want you to know that you have all power. He doesn't want you to know that you have authority. He doesn't want you to know that you are the son of God, that you have the same thing that the son of God has, and that you can do exploits in the name of Jesus. He doesn't want you to know. And this is why he'll throw up, well, you know you were adopted, or you know you don't know your father. He comes up with all of this other stuff. Amen. But see, this is why we have to... Um, we have to press in to the power of God, press into the, the spirit and not the flesh. We have to leave the flesh alone. The fleshly realm is where Satan really attacks people. He'll tell you, well, you don't do it like so-and-so do it. You don't preach as good as they preach. As long as people get the message, who cares? Amen. <laughs> You know, Paul told people, he said, I don't come with enticing words. You know, I don't, in other words, I don't have a degree. I don't have all of that fancy stuff, but I come in demonstration and the power of the word. Amen. So as long as you throw it out there and they get it, that's what's important. Amen. And so the devil will always tell you somebody else does something better than you, or you don't do that right, or you don't look right. This is what he does. He, he, he messes with you on your identity but as long as you're hooked up to the creator and you know who you are in christ jesus amen he can't mess with your mind and when he does you'll know the right thing to shoot back at him amen cast him down amen all these imaginations most of this stuff really when satan throws us a little bone we grab it and this stuff is instilled in us it's coming from us anyway And so we have to learn how to keep our minds fixed on him, on the things that are above and not the things that are beneath. Because when we start messing around with the things that are beneath, we start feeling low about ourselves. Amen. And so we we need to start trusting in God. Amen. Trusting in who God says we are. We are predestined. Amen. And we are, um, we are called to do 
exceedingly and abundantly. We're not average people. You know, we are not average people, but we are we are children of the king, children of royalty. And we need to look at ourselves like that, not making ourselves or thinking yourself more highly than others. But when the devil starts slinging mud, you know you rise above that because that's not who you are. And that's not why God put you on this earth. He put you on this earth to do exploits, to do great, mighty things. And so he doesn't, he doesn't call garbage. And that's why none of us are. Amen. So stop thinking that way about you. And don't think that way about your brother and sister in Christ like that. Amen. Because we all make mistakes. And mistakes can be fixed. You know, flaws can be fixed. But your heart, if you keep this, all of this judgment, unforgiveness, and all this stuff in your heart, you damage your life. Amen. And you get deeper and you sink deeper and deeper in a hole that's hard to climb out. And so it's good to stay connected. Stay connected with God. And so that we don't feel like nothing. Because we are somebody. We're great and mighty people. Amen. Hallelujah. And so who, who, what's our identity? Our identity is hidden in Christ Jesus. Why don't we go to Ephesians 1. I hope I read the last scripture. Jeremiah, I read that. Let's go to Ephesians 1, verse 11. It's just something to think about because we need to think of ourselves more highly than we are. And if we do that, we would we will stop messing around with the world because God tells us not to. Amen? And that can pull you down. And messing with the world can cause you to think lower of yourself, too. Amen. And you'll not expect, your expectations of yourself will be lowered. And so God wants us to always do more. And he's always adding things to us. He doesn't take away. He's adding, adding, adding. And so we have to allow him to add to our lives. Amen. So Ephesians 1 verse 11, it says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Amen. And so he works out all desires. He works out all problems, all secrets. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, God works them out. Amen. So our identity is sitting in him, but we are predestined to obtain the inheritance of God. How do you obtain your inheritance? Knowing who you are. See, when you don't, if you don't know who you are, that puts, it, it really puts you in a, bo- a box because you don't know. You, it, it can cause you to stop, you know, when, and then confusion comes on you. You don't know what you're doing, and you can really forget what your purpose is, you know, or what your, your earthly purpose is. I mean, even in your household, you can get confused because the devil will put such a, I, I don't know how, a, a band around your head. You know how you get the flu and you feel like your head is tight? The devil does people like that. 
because he's trying to keep you blind as to who you are, your identity, amen? And sometimes you can be at home and you can feel like just as low as <laughs> the devil tells you you are. I've been there, amen? But you have to get up, amen? You have to change your mindset. You know, one one word from God can change your whole status, amen? <laughs> One word from God can change your whole status. Amen. So don't ever think that you can't cry out to him. He will give you what it takes to get up and get moving. Amen. In the right direction. And he and God will take all that insecurity, those insecurities away and he'll put you back on the right path where you know where you're going and know what you're doing. Ain't it a good feeling knowing where you're going and what you're doing? But you have to get these things from the bottom to the top. I mean, you got to go back and get these core things. Who am I? What am I doing here? Where am I going? Am I on purpose? Yes to all of those. Yes to the above. Amen. And you are not a waste of time. Amen. Hallelujah. You're like your father, the creator. So you don't, nobody has a reason to have any identity crisis. You're like your father. And stop depending on who your parents are to define you. Amen. Because some people have uh, fathers and mothers right here, and they're just as confused because the parents are confused. Amen. Amen. So <laughs> sometimes your parents can't tell you nothing, but the creator can because sometimes parents don't know what to do with kids. Amen. They get confused too. But God is never confused. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul didn't know who he was. He had an identity crisis too. Amen. So he lived outside of his purpose. Are y'all getting it? <clears throat> he wasted time. He killed Christians. He was being destructive. He, he came against people who loved the Lord. And that's because he didn't know who he was. See, when you don't know who you are in Christ Jesus, you waste time. I mean, we've done all of that stuff. Amen. And Paul said he did it too. He went so far as to hunt, hunt Christians down, go to their houses, and just kill them because he didn't, he didn't know who he was. Amen. So, but his identity changed. You know, old, old things passed away. Behold. All things became new, and it became new on the Damascus Road. But what really happened to him on the road to Damascus, he got in touch with the Creator. That's really what happened to him. And then he understood who he was, where he was going. You know, he had sense enough when he, um, you know, when he finally got to Damascus. He had sense enough to go back to the other city and not go back to where he had been. Amen. And ran into, I think it was Peter or somebody like that. And he stayed with Peter for, for three or four years. And he studied under him because he knew that something had changed about him. Amen. Amen. He had hope, in other words. He had hope for his future. And so a lot of people are lost. When they don't know God, they are lost. But when they connect with the Creator, they are connecting with their purpose. He is your purpose, amen? And so he can let you know what your purpose is, you know, and his, and your purpose really is to be like him. It's, it's like a circle. You following this circle. Who am I? Where am I going? What am I supposed to be doing? 
you know, I don't, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. And you go around in this circle. But once you connect with the creator, you find out who you are, that you're not bad as you thought you were because you're wonderfully and beautifully made. And the thing about it, you're skillfully made. So all of those little things about you aren't bad things. Amen. They're only they're not used for God when we don't tune in, when we don't stay with God, when we get in other words, when you get in the flesh, when you start walking in the flesh instead of the spirit, you can start using your gifts and talents for the wrong reason. But once you tap into the power of the creator, then you start to act like who you really were intended to be, just like Paul. And then Paul, what did he do? He, re- he wrote most of the New Testament. Amen. And he came in power and in demonstration. And it wasn't the type of demonstration that he, was, he, he had in the beginning. But see how God can change you when you find out what your purpose is. And he knew who he was at that time. Let's see. Let's flip over to Galatians. I think it's. Well, y'all don't have your Bibles anyway. Yeah, one up and not one back. Galatians 1, verse 15. Hallelujah. It says, let's do 14. It says, and I advised in, uh, what is that, Judaism? In other words, religion. Beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, amen, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia, this is Paul, and returned again to Damascus, and then he says, and then after three years, yeah, I think this is what I was saying, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and remained with him 15 days. But I saw none of the other apostles except James and and the Lord's brother, James, the Lord's brother. In verse 20, it says, now concerning the things which I write to you, indeed, before God, I do not lie. Afterwards, I went into the regions of Samaria and Cilicia, and I was unknown by faith to the churches of Judah, which were in Christ. But they were hearing only. He he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith which he once tried to destroy and they glorify God in me amen see people will see you how you see yourself amen hallelujah he was hiding because he thought people would remember what he did and maybe so but when he was when he became brand new and when he picked up his cross to follow Christ People started to listen to him, but one thing he noticed, now this is somebody that killed Christians, did everything. He noticed that they were hearing only. Amen. They were hearing only. 
In other words, he picked that religion up right quick. Amen. He sensed it. He picked it up because he didn't see these people walking out what they had claimed to, to understand and to know and to be. He didn't see the walking out or he didn't see the doing of the word. He saw the hearing of it, but he didn't see the doing of it. Amen. And so God can change every, every and it's like this, everybody changes when they understand their destiny, when they understand who they are, when they understand where they're going, and when they understand more about themselves, you know, that God is pleased with them, he is not angry with them, that they were created like on purpose the way you are. You know, and you're wonderfully and beautifully made. You have to remember these things. And the devil tries to strip all of these things from us every day. He tells us something bogus every day. You're not good enough. Or you didn't do this. Or you ate too much. Or you gained too much weight. And, and that ain't none of his business. And none of it is true anyway. <laughs> Amen. Because those things don't stop you from working for God. Amen. Amen. It doesn't stop you. If you let it, it will. But if you don't let it, don't let the devil identify you. You identify with Christ already. Amen. Don't let him identify who you are. Amen. And, and allow righteousness to come in and reign on the inside. You know, God has so many things that, like Paul, once you get converted and you start thinking like Christ and acting like Christ, there's the fruits of the Spirit that come into your life and just season your life. Amen. And make you everything that God's called you to be. Amen. And you can't miss. Hallelujah. You can't miss, and you don't have to worry about what people think about you. Amen. Because you're just doing what you do, and you're doing what God called you to do. And don't try to do any more. When God calls you to do more, he'll let you know. Amen. Get in your word until you get a word from him. Hallelujah. And you will know exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. We've been given an inheritance. And that our inheritance is the benefits of being born again. Power and authority to dominate. Amen. So number three, where am I going? What's my destiny? What am I predestined for? Well, God has commanded us. He commanded and commissioned. He commissioned us in the womb. So don't ever worry about where you're going. You'll find out. Amen. Just stay with God. And he will lead you and guide you by his spirit. The spirit guides you, but you have to get out of the fleshly realm and leave the fleshly realm alone and when you do that god will start to lead you by his spirit amen and then he'll give you a command go to a place called there like he did abraham he told abraham leave father mother cleave to the wife and he says and go to a place called here and he gave those same commandments to isaac his son go to Gerar, and he'll tell you all you have to do is submit yourself to his unto him submit yourself to god stop trying to control your own life i believe most people that that worry about what they supposed to be doing where they're going want to control want to control it but if you submit stay submitted unto to the creator stay submitted to him amen 
and he will map it all out for you. Just like he knitted you like a, 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 he crocheted a sweater when you were in your mother's womb, he'll map out where you're supposed to be going. He'll do all of these things for you. Why? Because he called commission sent, and he will anoint you. Most people who self-appoint are not anointed. That's why they don't get anointed. You know, it's like this. It's one thing to be in a position, but it's another thing to step in that position and make it work. Amen. And it can't work without God's power, his, his, without his presence, without the glory. That's why we don't see the glory. We don't see the glory because there's not many glory carriers. Amen. <laughs> there's not many glory carriers. You have to be a glory carrier. And to be a glory carrier, you have to submit yourself, your will, submit your flesh, submit what you think, submit your plans, your personal purpose, what you want to do with your life. And you have to submit that to him. And when you, you submit everything to God, then he'll, he'll break it down and he'll make it happen. He'll put you around the right people if you let him. Amen. And he'll do all these things for you, and all you have to do is flow with his spirit. Amen. And, and just know, but it starts with knowing who you are. Amen. It starts knowing that you have the life of Christ on the inside of you, and you're not who you feel like you are. Because we don't live by our feelings. You are not who you feel like you are. Amen. But by faith. You know that you carry the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Christ Jesus lives on the inside of you, and you know that by faith. Amen? So some things you have to know. You have to know where you come from. You have to know that you're wonderfully and beautifully made. You have to know that you're, you came by a divine design and that you're okay with God, and therefore you must be okay with everybody else. If you have problems with yourself, go to God. He'll help you fix them. And I don't mean plastic surgery either. <laughs> but, you know, he says we'll, he'll uh, uh, cause us to be youthful again, you know, and he'll heal you. So, to me, he does everything. He'll heal your body. He'll cause your body to be youthful again. He'll take care of all of those flaws, all of the wrinkles, all of that stuff, submit that stuff to God. He can do it. He's a great plastic surgeon. I just believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. He'll, he'll get your weight down, just, you know, go in the closet with him and do all of these things. I mean, he can fix it all. Amen. And he can fix how you feel about yourself. Amen. And so don't, I'm just saying, don't let how you feel about yourself, don't let that determine who you are. Because it does, that's not your identity. It's not where you come from. Amen. And it's not where you're going. If you get on the right road, get on the right path, and allow God to come in and have his way in your life. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 49. I'm almost done. Isaiah 49. God's called us to do great things, every one of us. And we're capable of doing great things. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, verse 1, it says, Listen, O coastlands, 
and that the people who live in this particular he's talking to the israelites he says to me listen to me and take heed you people from afar the lord has called me from the womb from the matrix of my mother he has made mention my name and he has made my mouth like a sharp sword wow amen isn't that wonderful he says <laughs> he says in the, the shadow of his hand he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft and his quiver he has hidden me and he said to me you are my servant O israel in whom i am glorified god loves you he loves me amen hallelujah i like that word matrix because you can just expect anything you know i i'm from the matrix of my mother's womb amen and so god knows each and every one of us and he has not lost hope in us yet amen if he can use paul he can use us amen so you are made his servant since before you were in your mother's womb that's who you are amen so you're his servant and you weren't called well, i'm sorry and you weren't called and predestined six months ago or last <laughs> 10 minutes ago or two years ago amen or three years ago but you were predestined the day you were conceived and you were conceived when he placed you in your mother's womb before the very foundations of the earth really he's been waiting on you you're not a failure amen amen sometimes we have failures behind us but god doesn't see us as a failure see the way we look at us the way we look at ourselves we see everything wrong that we've done and that's good to a point because once you understand that that's not who you are amen that's not who you are but we are called commissioned sent by god he saw us coming he planned for our arrival act like it we need to act like it <laughs> amen our failures you have to get over them god is over it he's waiting on you amen he is waiting on us to get over ourselves amen that's the that's the influence of the enemy and he's what he's really doing is messing with your identity amen because when you, we're born again we have the life of christ on the inside of us so we have nothing to be sorry for after you repent see i i'll tell you this and i i'm not trying to step on anybody's toes but when you hold on to stuff and you can't get over this it, because you have not repented amen and if you have it wasn't from your core heart for some reason now let me tell you why people do that it's because they're still not taking responsibility you have to you you take responsibility for stuff you don't do i've done it i said well lord if i had anything to do with this and generally i did i'm sorry you know and i don't want to do that no more 
And so you have to take responsibility for a lot of things you don't do. And so when you don't do that and you keep holding on to um, guilt of messing up, and we mess up, and it's our fault because we don't listen to God, but when we hold on to it, it's because there's some blockage there between you and God. Amen. Something's not going, flowing through, because once you repent and you mean it, you don't have to get down on the floor and, and drag on the floor to show God that you're sorry. It's simple repentance in your heart. But let me tell you what I believe is true and what I've heard preached before. When people don't, when they hang on to guilt and hang on to past failures, it's because they're afraid either they're going to do it again or they're not taking responsibility like, I did this all myself. They're not doing that. They're putting other people's name in it. Well, if my supervisor hadn't have been mean to me, I wouldn't have went to lunch and stayed all day, you know, and got written up. You know, it's always, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's always something in there that's not right. You understand what I'm saying? Now, maybe they did all of that, and they probably did, but you can't use that as an excuse. You have to keep it clean all the way between you and God, amen, so that he can lay a foundation that's just for you that's going to benefit you in the long run, amen, amen. And so we have to watch this, um, this, this distaste. For our own selves because of our past mess-ups. Amen. That's the devil. That is Satan. And don't let him play you like that. Amen. But you have to bring God's glory. Bring bring God the glory. You have to be one of his glory carriers. And to do that, you can't have stuff hanging off of you. Amen. Not saying you're not going to do anything wrong, but get that, get, get rid of that stuff. You know, because we're called for such a time of this to do exploits for God. Amen. Let's go to Romans 8. You have to come clean. And that's a good word. Come clean with God. Amen. And no excuses. Don't put anybody else's name. Don't give him a, a, an analogy of what you went through or what you was going to do. Just take responsibility and keep it moving. Amen. Romans 8, I don't have this page, so I have to go to my device. Verse 29, it says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called and whom he called them he also justified and whom he justified them he also glorified amen hallelujah and it says what shall we then say to these things if god be for us who can be against us amen in other words you should stop hating on your own self because <laughs> god is for you God is not against you. Amen. Hallelujah. Learn how to be satisfied in him, or in other words, complete in him. 
Amen. Let him be your judge. When you look in the mirror, you identify yourself with Jesus. Amen. And not with mere man, but with him. Amen. Did I finish reading 31? Yeah, if God be for us, who could be against us? 32 says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up from us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hey, whatever you need, God can give it to you. However you need to feel, God can do that for you. Amen. It's a personal relationship with him. See, all of this stuff, it, it, it boils down to this. Who do you say you are? Amen. And what are you going to believe? Are you going to believe your flesh or how you feel or what people say or the situation that got you in trouble? Or are you going to believe that God can do all things and work all things together for your good, which is what we just read? What are you going to believe? Who are you going to believe? Where's your faith? Is your faith in what you think things should be like? Or is your faith pat, does your faith pattern after other people's lives? Or do you want the life that God has for you? Amen. We need to make some decisions. Amen. And God works all these things together for the good. For those of us who love him, amen, and those who are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Did I read that? Or is that where I am? Oh, okay. 28. Let me read that one. It says, and we know that all things work together for God's good, for the good, to them who love God to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow. Did he foreknow you? Yes, he did. Because you are wonderfully and beautifully made. You're you're formed in the womb of your mother. He put you there before the, the foundations of the earth. So it says, where am I at? 28. So you are called according to his purpose. Because he placed you where you were. Before the foundations of the earth. That's what I'm trying to say. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son. So in other words, what I'm saying to you is all this stuff was already planned. So quit trying to figure out what you did wrong. (laughs) God has everything on a timetable. Amen. And he wants you to just trust him. I guess then I can go into 29 again. For whom he did foreknow, he also, I read that, predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That's the part we need to remember. Conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Hallelujah. Moreover, whom he did predestine, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. We should not have a problem with ourselves. Amen. Write those scriptures down so when the devil jumps on you and tries to make you feel like you're nobody and and that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. See, this is how he gets a lot of people to jump out prematurely. He tells them you're not effective. You know, nobody looks up to you. Everybody's got a title. 
And that's why we got so many prophets on the earth. (laughs) But, you know, can you get an accurate prophecy? Amen. What can they give you, really, that's really from God? Amen. And so we must trust God where he sent. Trust where he sends you. Trust what he's doing on the inside of you so that you'll come out of confusion. Because this all, and know that when you're in confusion, you're, you're in the flesh. Mm-hmm. So get in the spirit. Learn how to walk in the spirit and deny the flesh, the fleshly realm. Amen? Because God is with you. He's called you. Sometimes we feel like we don't know God or God's forgotten about us because we retain so much flesh. And we live too much in the fleshly realm. And so he gets lost in the in the the race or whatever. He gets lost in our lives. And so we need to stay on top of uh, knowing who we are and not allowing the devil to rob our identity. It's all in who you think you are. Amen. Who? That's why Jesus said, who do they think I am? Who do you think I am? Who do they say I am? Amen. Don't worry about who people think you are, but do you know who you are? Amen. Do you know you've been called by God to do specific things? Amen. If you don't know, you can find out. Amen. Get in the Word. You can get prayer. And, and you know, sometimes you can get the hands laid on you. I mean, whatever you, you want to do, but you can know what you're called to do for God. Amen. Hallelujah. I think Second Corinthians 5. Did I give you that one? Let's see what that one is. I don't even know. Second Corinthians five. Second Corinthians five, verse fifteen. And it says, And he died for all, that none who live should live no wait a minute. And he died for all, that those who who live should live no longer for themselves. But for him who died for them and for he who died for them and rose again. I know I didn't read that one right, did I? Verse 16 says, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. And this just that's what I was saying. When you leave flesh alone, you'll find out where you're going, what you're supposed to be doing. You'll you'll even remember who you are in him. But you have to make a decision whether you're going to trust God and walk in the spirit or you're going to trust the flesh and stay confused because that's what the flesh will bring you. So I like 16. Let me read that one again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things are new. Now all things are of God. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation? Amen. In other words, restoration. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing these 
their transgresses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Amen. In other words, the gospel is, is in effect. Amen. It says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us and we implore you on, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin and to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. In other words, we all that is saying we're forgiven. We're reconciled to God, restored and set free. And God will use us to restore others. Amen. But you have to know who you are in him. You have to know that you don't carry this weight of um, the past. You got to let that stuff go. And the only way to let it go is to repent in your heart. And to and if you don't feel good about it, do it again and again. Amen. In other words, submit yourself unto God. I know people back in the day, you remember them too, they were always up at the altar getting saved again. If that's what you need to do, do it. You know, the same thing with repentance. But there's a way that you have to believe that God loves you and have forgiven all of your mistakes, all of your mess-ups. And Satan is the one that keeps bringing them back in front of you, and you won't shut him down. Because there's a little element in there called self-pity that feels good. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. And so you have to shut that door and tell the devil, no, I, I'm, I'm done with that. God understands that I, I'm forgiven because he's the one that called me. He made me who I And another thing, when you're wonderfully and beautifully made, you're not trash. Amen. Amen. You never equal to the sin that you did. That's not you. <laughs> and, the, you know, you, we need to shut the devil down. And don't allow him to change our mindsets against what God has already said. Because we have to live this, we, we have to walk this life out. And we have to do it. Believing God and trusting him that we are who he says we are. Amen. You know, we're redeemed. And, and we're redeemed from the curse of the law. And so we don't have to worry about trying to explain to God why we did something and who we are. I mean, he already knows that. And he's saying, look, I've heard that already. Just get your heart right. Amen. And mean it. And move on because there's great mighty deeds that we need to do. And God wants to heal you and give you the desires of your heart. Don't you want some things from God? And, and you, you're tired of waiting and saying, well, you know what? I, I know he's going to give them to me, but I did this. Well, how long are you going to harp on that? Stop doing it. And, and just be free. Because, you know, he who the Son has set free is free indeed. You're free. Amen. You're free from your past mistakes. I'm, I know I'm talking to somebody in here or I'm talking to the wall. But somebody needs to know that. And you walk free. And if your heart, you, you know, you allow your heart to condemn you if you keep going like this. 
and once you you know your heart condemns you and you stay in the lifestyle of hating yourself because that's really where we are then that's when people start trying to do things like overdose on pills or whatever and so i believe that somebody needs to know that god has truly forgiven them amen he's forgiven you he loves you he ordained you from the very foundations of the earth he knew you were coming you're not a surprise you're not an embarrassment he loves you and he wants you to trust him amen hallelujah i don't think it helps when the people of god throw throw stuff at you amen we're supposed we're the restorers of the breach amen amen i mean those who are truly his because there's a lot of fakes in in the church but i will say this it's up to you to remind the devil who you are in christ jesus because you're wonderfully and beautifully made and god is not disappointed with one ounce of you amen and amen whatever problems you're faced with god will fix it don't give up don't lose hope because god is our hope he is i mean he he just go to god and get the relationship fixed when you fix your relationship all the rest just comes in real easy real nice it flows in and god will lift you up amen don't stay down but get up and enjoy life (laughs) and just and be free live free amen hallelujah most people don't know how to live free because they stay so bound bound with regret don't regret anything amen regret when you do wrong and when you repent you have nothing else to regret move on move on into what god is trying to do in your life and that's all this stuff is when you feel like you have messed up that's just something to prolong your agony move on with god mean it when you say it and never lose sight of who you are in him amen because he he planned for you to be here you are not a mistake i don't care if you don't know who your daddy mama daddy baby whatever that is it doesn't matter because god knows who you are and he loves you amen (laughs) amen well father we thank you toward you